0: On our Tuesday Spotlight on KRWC, it's our monthly visits with Kelly Stry and other members of the uh, U of M Extension Service. Kelly is an Extension Educator with 4-H Youth Development in Wright County. She joins us on the phone here today. Kelly, good morning.
1: Good morning. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. Hopefully your uh, um, office and uh, colleagues are all doing well, too.
1: Well, they are doing well. We're just, um, have to check in a little bit differently than face-to-face recently, so.
0: It is a a whole different, a whole different situation. Uh, Are you able to, um, go into the office or do you work from home or a combination of the two or?
1: Well, um, all of us that work for the University of Minnesota Extension will be working at home until June 30th at this point, um, we're doing that to, you know, reduce our exposure to COVID-19 and the risks that go along with that. Um, So those of us that work in county offices, um, it's a a little bit different in that we have to wait and see what the county decides about how long our stay-at-home work is happening with, because those of us who work for the University of Minnesota Extension, uh, we are both county employees and university employees. So um, it's not as, It's not as straightforward as it seems, Um, but um, the University of Minnesota Extension is still open. We're still doing work. We're still working for the people of Minnesota and for the people of Wright County as well.
0: I know we uh, talk with uh, Adam Austin on a regular basis, and uh, he's been, I'm sure as all of you have, he's been home for quite some time too, so we do everything by phone with him as well.
1: Right. Uh, I think I think mid-March was when we um, were all asked to start working from home. So it's been about almost two months now that we've been making that shift.
0: And is it a combination of uh, phone and uh, Internet and all kinds of different things?
1: It is. You know, um, because we can't have any face-to-face programs until July 1st, we have been we've been encouraged to think creatively how we reach people and whether that be virtually through webinars or zoom calls or other platforms where you can see people over the internet. Um, We have done, we have done um, even though that our internet capabilities are virtual, people do have the ability to dial in by phone, even if they don't have internet access. Um, All of our calls like that have a phone number connected with them, so they can call in through their local um, landline or cell phone to join us with those opportunities as well. So that's been really nice because we know that some people have challenges with interconnection um, at home or different places where they live geographically.
0: I suppose that this has put uh, a real damper on the whole 4-H program. Um, schools are shut down, so, uh, I mean, obviously uh, that means that that would take its toll on any individual group meeting, too, I'm assuming, anyway.
1: Well, uh, I I don't think damper is the right word to use, Tim, um, because we are still encouraging all of our 4-H programming to go on just in different formats. So many of our clubs have been meeting over a Zoom call, which is one of the internet platforms that they use. Um, We've had some volunteers who have stepped forward to say, hey, I know a lot about this 4-H project area, and I'd love to share that with the kids. So either we can record a training or they can do a live training. Um, We are doing, uh, we're we're really trying to work hard for all the youth in Wright County to keep that excitement level high, even though some of our programs might might not look the same as they have in the past.
0: Well, that's great. That's uh, that's refreshing to know that there is, uh, you know, creative and new and and different ways to to accomplish the same things.
1: I think I think you're right, Tim, because um, if it was a situation where we didn't have the Internet, then we would be in a more different circumstance where it would be a little bit more depressing. Certainly, I shouldn't say that everyone is super excited about um, doing virtual learning, but um, it's been real exciting for us as a staff to see how families and youth have embraced that new learning technology, but also all the people, um, volunteers and community partners that have said, hey, we want to be part of this um, because we know you're doing great work and we want to help you continue to do that.
0: I would imagine uh, if it follows the same trends as other technology, I would imagine the kids pick up on it pretty quickly.
1: But, you know, they do. It's funny because some of the calls that we've been on, it's been um, kids who are vlogging on and helping their parents with that. Um, (laughs) And just like we say in 4-H, just learn by doing. So not only are the kids um, learning, but they're showing their parents and helping them learn how to do this as well. But I think a lot of parents, too, have access um, through their own work um, we're all working most of us are working from home and so we've been um, encouraged to learn it very quickly, I should say
0: mm-hmm. And is it uh, a group by group basis as far as what is being done with projects and different uh, things like that or uh... um,
1: what's the one really great thing about these virtual learning opportunities, Tim is that, Before we would do things either with um, 4 H members in our own county or maybe 4 H members in certain clubs would do things. But now with this access, we have such an increased um, way of reaching young people, but also um, our colleagues in different counties are sharing their resources with us. So the learning opportunities have really just been expanded too. Um, You know, there might be a, excuse me, there might be um, maybe one or two kids. In, in Wright County, that are would like to learn about one project area, um, but we haven't had the time to dedicate to X, Y, or Z. But yet, maybe our neighbors in Meeker County—they are the ones that are doing a lot more things. They have access and are able to participate in those online as well.
0: And this is going to continue through. Did you have a date uh, set?
1: So currently the university of Minnesota has said no face-to-face programs until through June 30th. So that brings us to July 1st. Mm -hmm. Um, certainly, you know, as everything is on a day by day or sometimes an hour by hour change too. So we're have to wait and see what the, the governor says and the president of the university of Minnesota says as well. Um,
0: yeah, and all of that is uh, going to determine too. Uh, I, I think everything has been kind of on a wait and see basis about the fairs too. I know some town celebrations have been postponed or canceled, but I don't. Uh, I haven't heard anything about fairs yet.
1: So the Wright County Fair is currently being moving forward with their plans. Um, is what they have told us. Um, I'm sure that they might need have to come to a decision at some point, but. We are planning the same way we would any summer at this point. Um, and there are some fairs around that have decided to cancel, About maybe about a half a dozen of them. Um, but the, the 4-H program doesn't have a decision, doesn't make the decision about whether or not the right county fair happens. That's a separate organization.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So is there a, is there a situation where... Uh, one could be independent of the other, even if one doesn't happen, uh, you're...
1: Well, the, the thing that we have been um, telling people is that even if we don't have the right county fair as we know it, 4-H is committed to still having a virtual showcase of some type okay. for our 4-H members. So any type of project learning that they're doing at home or in other places, um, we're still going to have an opportunity for them to show us what they've learned. And whether that is through um, submitting a written report or maybe uh, upload a video on some of different platforms that we have, uh, we're committed to having that opportunity because we know how hard kids have been working on 4-H project learning. We want to make sure they have that opportunity to showcase that. Um, some, some organizations have been doing even livestock shows online. And if we come to that, we might have to learn how that exactly is going to happen, but um, like I said, we're committed to having a virtual showcase experience for the youth in Wright County 4-H.
0: When you think about it, it it might be kind of the, the first page of a new uh, chapter of, you know, maybe um, there will be kind of a, a cohesive uh, situation where, you know, maybe it teaches the kids how to do the same kind of presentations in a in a uh, virtual or, or online situation. And that really could come in handy down the line.
1: Right. You know, um, I heard a really great, great quote the other day. Um, one of our virtual learning opportunities on the state level was, was um, visiting with a uh, engineer from NASA who's working on the rover for the Mars rover. That's going to be launching in July. And one of the things they said was it, it, it doesn't matter if you're the smartest person in the room if you can't communicate that to others. And his message was about how important communication skills are in your life, whether it's work or it's a personal um, life or whatever, you have to be able to communicate that. And that's one of the things we really focus on in 4-H is those communication skills. So teaching kids how to communicate their message online is just another way that they're going to be very well prepared to grow out in the world as adults.
0: Yeah. It's just a whole, you know, same kind of uh, message, only via a different platform, really.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. So and one nice thing about virtual communication sometimes is you can record it and re-record it as many times as you need to. If you right. need to uh, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Practice your message. <laughs>
0: We're talking with Kelly Stry, Extension Educator with the uh, University of Minnesota Extension Service, uh, 4-H Youth Development here in Wright County, about some of the things that have been uh, happening and changing and, and kind of evolving a little bit ever since the uh, pandemic breakout. I suppose because uh, the 4-Hers have uh, you know kind of had to get used to it a little bit with their regular schoolwork, um maybe the the changeover for 4h hasn't been uh, quite as difficult, I'm just guessing.
1: I think you're right, Tim, is that um, lots of young people are online now with schoolwork, and a lot of a lot of times we're using those same platforms that the kids are using at school. so it is a very easy transition for them to make. Um, we've even learned from young people involved with our program about some of the things that they're doing at school that we're trying to incorporate in some of our learning um a platform is called flipgrid is one of the ones that we've recently learned about where kids can upload videos and information about themselves and submit as assignments so that might be one way that we're looking at how a virtual showcase um, opportunity can go with county fair judging too so they're teaching us as well it's been very nice
0: Everybody's learning. When you're forced to learn, you have to learn it.
1: (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly, too. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: a lot of resume skill building going on these days.
0: (laughs) So uh, we have to kind of take it, I suppose, uh, you know, a little bit of a a day at a time or a week at a time here, at least until uh, the end of June, and then kind of see what might happen after that.
1: Right. So one of the events that actually happens in June for Wright County 4-H members is camp. And we're even going to be having virtual camp um, coming up in June. The, the final details are still being worked out, but it's going to be a way for kids to still participate in those camp experiences, but from their own home too.
0: All right. And uh, are all of the 4-H groups doing this kind of thing on some level or another?
1: Um, yeah. I would, say, I would say that for the most part, all of our 4-H clubs are um, creating opportunities, even if it's just a check-in with their club members and their families just to say hi. You know, I think that's the thing we miss the most about 4-H being virtual is that face-to-face connection with people. And so anytime they're able to log in and see each other, it's been really great. Um, Kim and I, the other 4-H extension educator for 4-H, we have been doing... Um, Just check-in calls with our families every couple of weeks um, just to see how they're doing, make any announcements. Um, The announcement part is the short part, but then most of the rest of our time is just saying hi and visiting with um, other families in our programs that they're friends with.
0: Mm -hmm. And I know this isn't in your 4-H area, but do you know whether or not uh, groups like uh, FFA or anybody else, are they doing the same kind of thing?
1: You know, I'm not sure, um, but FFA is connected with school, and so um, Mm -hmm. I'm sure that they are doing something similar in their programming as well.
0: What role do the, um, if any, do the uh, 4-H Ambassadors play in all of this?
1: So they actually have been um, working with Kim to create some fun opportunities. Just this week, uh, this past week, we had a camp song sing-along and game night virtually where kids could log on just to sing some of those favorite camp songs that they learned there. Um, they're actually working on a, um, a video for us to demonstrate how to do the 4-H pledge and involving different members of Wright County 4-H with that, too. So they've been doing some promotional things for us. Um, we're excited to see those final products.
0: Again, creativity kind of coming to the forefront here in, in all areas.
1: Right, Exactly.
0: All right. Um, In closing, Kelly, tell us uh, again a little bit about what will happen now the next uh, couple of weeks. Uh, We'll have to be updating this, obviously, once we get more information and guidance from the state. and The the best
1: way to keep up with the happenings in Wright County 4-H is to follow our social media pages. We are on Facebook and on Instagram because that's where we are announcing most of the things that are coming up. Um, 4-H members are also receiving weekly emails from us. But Um, Just like with any other activities, if people want to learn more about 4-H, they're welcome to come and participate with us virtually um, these days. So you can follow. You don't have to be a Facebook member to follow us, but you can go in and do that and see all those announcements that are coming up, um, different workshops and other virtual learning opportunities for us.
0: And then, as far as the uh, in-office work, that'll have to follow guidelines that are set out, set forth uh, in the future here.
1: Right, with the county and also with the University of Minnesota extension guidelines as well as what the governor says right, coming yeah. up here next week.
0: Yeah, coming, uh, starting from the state right. and then down. So, Right. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, we appreciate you sharing some information about what 4-H is doing in a time that's uh, been kind of uh, turned upside down for a lot of us. But it sounds like everybody's getting through pretty well or as well as can be expected anyway.
1: We're certainly trying to. Thanks for for having me on today, Tim. Yeah.
0: Our guest, Kelly Stry, Extension Educator of 4-H Youth Development uh, in Wright County. Kelly, stay safe, and uh, you and your colleagues uh, stay safe as well, and we will talk to you again in the future.
1: You too, Tim. Talk to you later.
0: And that's today's Spotlight on KRWC.